In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. We're your partners in wine, crime, and time. And Sarah, I'm glad you're back this week. Oh, yes, I know. I I don't know, man. The booster just, I think, knocked me out. And, like, I was just like, I'm really sorry, guys, but I need to nap. Columbia also was really trying me that day. Like, I had an 8 a.m. meeting. A 5 p.m. meeting. But one was on Zoom, one and was then, in person, right? That's intense. Yes. That's I was fair. like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And then I had to go to class. I was like, oh, wow, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so they, they tried me, but I, did, I we, we did, prevailed. We did use your absence as a PSA to get your booster, even if you might be knocked out for a day. Cause it is yeah. So. I mean, I got some good naps in. Like, I've never been able to nap. And uh, I was just like, you know what? Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to go in bed okay, for 45 minutes. That. Yeah, that was good. Um, okay. But yeah, I got your booster, guys. I feel like there was something I also wanted to say that I just don't remember, but um, happy to be back. Yay. I did watch that uh, submarine documentary, and wow. <laughs> crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It was crazy, but today we're going to be talking about something even crazier, and also I just feel like... I kind of want to do The Watcher next week, but guys, let us know if it's, like, too much of, like, 2018 all over again, because I do understand. I know. Well, now it's also. Are all these streaming services just taking our old episodes to think of their content? Because <laughs> we did. We, Maybe. We, 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 we. I'm not going to lie. I did sue. rewatch. Well, yes, we should soon. I'm like, who else can we re-up? But um, I did have to rewatch Abducted in Plain Sight for this, because... You know, I can't, I can't get the facts from the fictionalized version. Um, uh, also, I didn't, uh, I didn't I make it all the way through, but I got three episodes in, and I was like, I think I, I got the gist. I didn't really love the fictional version. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about this. I was talking about this with our good friend of the pod, AJ, and we're talking about um, friend of the family too. I forget if we said that. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, sorry, we're talking about friend of the family. It's uh, based on abducted in plain sight. What I do like about it is, like, it's still a Jan Broberg production. She was, I, like, super involved and had this, like, PSA in the beginning. Yes. I, and that's what I was actually interesting. I, was, I wanted to bring that up to you because before we get into, like, her story and what this is all about, in case you're not familiar, I really thought that was kind of important, especially because we're, like, of the, like, topically, the whole Dahmer saga where, like, True. people who are being characterized in that are like I was not asked if this was okay it was not given any like it's just gonna happen without me so it is cool it is interesting yeah that, like, that's this a good one point. was made with the person who was about yeah yeah that's a very good point um yeah so I think if you haven't um watched Abducted in Plain Sight I mean go watch it because it's it's the wildest story you could imagine pretty much but um my sister hasn't watched it and she started Friend of the Family and she's like I need to talk to someone so I could yell about it. And I was like, you can yell to me. I, I know the basic facts. <laughs> um, yeah, yell, yell. 
But yell, yes. You're like, no, I also so live in good. New York. I'm used to just people yelling at me. Just yell. Facts. Yell. No, I was like thinking about this with my friend and I was like, has there been any like adaptation that's been good? Like good. Candy was boring. But honestly, mm-hmm. that story was well, like, it's it's interesting, be, but it wasn't yeah. so dramatic. And like the Tiger King thing was a joke. Nobody watched it. Did, Inventing I Anna, I still don't know who they bribed at the Emmys for that, honestly. Like, I, uh huh. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, maybe though, I feel it's only like those American, I don't watch like the. American oh, American Crime. Story, crime. You're like right. That. Those are good. Um, and then I've heard that the act is is good. The the Gypsy Rose. Okay. Story, but that in, one is was yeah. good. It was good. Yes, okay. that one was good. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Okay, but in general, I'm like, eh. it's also hard when you kind of already know what happened, so you're not like <sighs> waiting on the edge of your seat. Shocked. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I and also I'm just kind of like, oh, why are we focusing on this detail that really does not matter? But it's like for scene setting. But yeah. Here's the other thing, too. Like, and I yeah. think, honestly, overall, like, this one is well done and it's interesting. But it's like, okay, you have a one-and-a-half-hour documentary, which I think was too short, honestly. I had so many questions. Yeah. But the flip side of that is, like, do I need a five-plus-hour limited series? And the answer for me is, like, I don't quite know. Like, I think there's a happy <laughs> three-hour middle ground yes yes yeah like just like a three-part long no commercials because you're on peacock it just plays before and after i mean my friend who i use her password doesn't pay for no commercials which i don't either shouts out to her because i wouldn't either (laughs) no because i'm like i that's when i go to the bathroom and people are like oh my god commercials i'm like you better focus on your attention span it's yes when i go to the bathroom (laughs) and when i check my phone honestly um yes exactly but i think i think we I've heard The Watcher is good. I think they dramatize it a lot. Um, so yeah. maybe they'll, like, invent who The Watcher is, you know? Oh, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'd be down for that next week. But I'm anyways, let us know, Westfield. guys. I can show you the Starbucks I used to go to as a kid. Oh, my God, yes. As I know. Should we child? do, like, some yes. on-the-ground reporting for The Watcher? Uh, <laughs> they just be like, mm, they moved and now we're just a family? Can you leave? Yes. And we're like, huh, What do you think? (laughs) But if you guys haven't watched A Friend of the Family um, and you haven't watched Abducted in Plain Sight, here's kind of like the deal. Um, So this story of Jan Broberg, she was the oldest of three girls and her parents were Bob, a florist, and Marianne, a chorister, which I didn't know that was a job. Um, I didn't know either. Yeah, me either. But they were very active in their wait for it, Mormon community. I just, I feel, every time I research a case, I swear to God, like, all roads lead to Mormonism. Like, every time. It really, yeah, it finds its way in. Yeah, it, it gets there. Mormonism is not always there when you call, but it's always on time. <laughs> <laughs> Mormonism and Ashanti. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I hope she never, go- no, Ashanti, stay away. <laughs> Stay away from our girl. Stay away from our J-Lo voice. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's true. That's a different scam we're talking about. So they lived in Pocatello, Idaho, which uh, Marianne said in Abducted in Plain Sight is like the type of neighborhood where you never locked your doors. And that's what they always say when bad stuff happens. (laughs) Uh, It's Uh, so funny. mm -hmm. 
And Jan said, like, she was completely loved, completely secure, and she was listened to. And I'm like, sure, I don't know. That's because that, that's some foreshadowing right there, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were, like, really big into the church. They became friends with this other couple at the church, the Birch Tolds. And just a warning right now, the names get very confusing. They're very similar. And... And you know, and if to know us is to know pronunciation is not our expert field, so grain us all, please. Yeah, I, I'm worried I might have like used the wrong last name when I was like typing, but let's see what I did. So Marianne met Bob Birchtold in 1972 when they joined the church, and Bob, who was called B throughout the documentary because there were just too many Bobs. Um, that's so. That's it, I feel it just give it's major Idaho. I love it, and also it's, it's major 70s because I feel like I don't really hear that many Bob. I guess Robs now are the Bobs. Yeah, you're hmm. right. The Rob, the Bob to Rob pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Bob, or B, and his wife Gail had five children, and B was a furniture store owner who was, like, very charismatic, and the Brobergs and the Birchtolds became friends pretty quickly, like, it kind of seemed like a suburban dream, like, the wives were friends, the husbands were friends, the yeah. kids were friends, it was all just hunky-dory, shouts out to Kathy Hilton on that one. Who was hunky-dory? <laughs> exactly. She had a weekend. Uh, <laughs> my God. And so soon enough, like, B started driving the kids to school, and Marianne thought that was great, so nice of him. Um, but he started paying very close attention to Jan. And here's what I thought oh. was weird, because Jan's mom called that annoying in the dock. That was it. Uh, annoying. Hmm. But that's because I- she had her designs on B. Totally. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's weird that she called it annoying. Um... Jan said that at first she viewed him as a second father, and it just got very inappropriate very fast. Um, the family would have sleepovers, and, and Jan remembers one time waking up with her underwear at her ankles and Bob next to her. Oh, I think she didn't realize this until, like, later, um, but still. And then, of course, Bob said that she was tossing and turning probably, like, and must have gotten yeah. uncomfortable taking her underwear off. Um but like, why the fuck are you sleeping next to me? Exactly. Uh, exactly. And um, like, oh, in June 1973, Jan went with the Birch Tolts to Seattle. And of course, like Bob made an excuse at one point to take Jan back to the hotel, like alone, because she like wasn't well. And she was really groggy, which we'll learn later was because he was drugging her. Mm-hmm. And this is what's even like more wild is that. Bob was also seducing Jan's mom at the same time this was going on. Oh. And, like, he started off giving her, like, compliments and everything. And then they went on some church trip in Utah, and they fooled around a little. And, like, I mean, the mom said in the documentary that they basically made out, and he, like, felt her up. <laughs> and then well, okay. this was even second more base. wild. Second base. At one point, oh. he also convinced Jan's dad to give him a hand job while they were at his store. Like, sir, you're working. <laughs> Are you working in your Mormon? What is going on? He was working like, both the parents. Like, I am like, I looked at pictures <laughs> of this man. I'm like, I do not get it. I deeply do not. And also, it's a weird thing when you're both parent. It Like, they both parent, like, this couple is cheating on each other with the same guy. <laughs> with the, the same guy. And it's nobody so crazy. Knows. And also, like, especially because the, I, I really had to rewatch this documentary it, because I was like, I feel like I have these, like, pieces of information so in my brain, but I need to, like, get it down pat. And the way that B gave Bob, got Bob to give him a hand job was basically like, oh, I just, like, need a release. It was kind of like, uh, I need a release, and, like, you'll be a pal. What? 
Just bros being bros? <laughs> Ladies, like, what? If, if your boyfriend says, oh, my friend, I just needed a release and my boyfriend gave me a handjob, I, I don't think he's the one for you. Yeah, oh my God. I think in a few years, maybe you guys can go, when you make amends, go see Funny Girl, but I don't think you should <laughs> stay with that man. <laughs> yeah, I do not. That's like I did not get that. Men should show emotion, but when they start throwing handjobs to each other, that's when it becomes a different ball Agree. game. Literal ball game in its <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So... The thing about abducted in plain sight, it should have been called abductions in plain sight because it is not just a one-time uh, seriously. situation. Which is really kind of the part for me, I feel like, that shocked me the most when we first were talking about this case. So one day, <clears throat> he offered to take... I think this was 1974, by the way. Like, I got very confused uh-huh. by the timelines in abducted in plain sight because they, like, they jumped back and forth a whole bunch. They did, But yeah. I think this was like October of 1974. Okay, October 74, uh, B offered to take Jan horseback riding in America Falls after school, about a 30-minute drive from uh, Pocatello, yeah. her Google Maps. So God, not, a, not an insane after-school activity. Weird to, like, whose else is going, but... Uh, I know, when, it's kind uh, of a lot for, for a school night, but it's not like he's taking her... Well, it's not like he proposed to take I her, also, like, four hours away. The amount of... Plans I cancel as an adult because I have work tomorrow. Like, I, yeah, that's just. That's oh, just yeah, me. facts. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, mean, I can't go to the bar down the street. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to, I have to be on Zoom at 9 a.m. in my bed. Like, no, yeah, but. <laughs> that was me yesterday. Or last week. <laughs> I, I canceled so many plans last week. Yeah, that's a, I don't know. <laughs> False here. False here. Seasonal, seasonal suppressions here, guys. When Jan, though, didn't come home for dinner. Her family obviously got worried, but they thought like, oh, maybe the car broke down or that's just why they're delayed. They didn't I think jump that to is like, a normal reaction is like you think like, yeah. oh, the car broke down, like they got in an accident. You'd maybe start calling hospitals and stuff like that. Ex- exactly. And everything like that, but like, and not like thinking to the worst, worst, worst or. Totally. I don't even know if this would be the worst because this would, something that wouldn't even be on the radar. I was going to say, this is a scenario that would not even think to me and like. I have anxiety, and no. I'm, like, a professional at imagining the worst-case scenario. <laughs> yeah. So Jan's parents waited days to report Jan missing because, like, they always say 48 hours or whatever. Yeah. And, I, I, I was just like, like, I don't know. I don't understand these people. Like, I don't know. It was, they were like, oh, it was the 70s, and we didn't know that this kind of shit could happen. Like, and they were really close to Bob. And also, they had both had affairs with him. So I think that was, like, playing into it as well. Oh, that... That's true. They're like, oh, my man. Yeah, oh, my man. Yeah. Uh, they're both my like, man. Oh, who, should, who, should, who, should, who should call him first? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two days later, yeah. So yeah, two days later, they called the FBI, but the office was closed for the weekend. Cheers to the freaking weekend, FBI. I, what? See, I didn't know. I mean, seriously, I'm like, you guys don't have a weekend shift? Like, that's it? <laughs> Federal crime I'm sure just in stops. the 70s, Duncan was open on the weekend. <laughs> Talk about who should be in charge of fixing. Shouts out to Duncan. Duncan. They work hard. They work hard. Oh my! Oh, that sounds so good right now. Oh my god, they're egg wake up wraps. Um, <laughs> that didn't exist back then, but they had a lot of donuts, so that's good. They did give them a number to call, but the mom said, "I don't want to bother them," which I I, I I can't even get into that. I, you don't want to bother them when you're looking for. I know for your missing after five days. 
Five days. Five That's days. So many days. An investigator finally came and took statements from them, and they still did not believe that Jan had been kidnapped. Like, so basically, it's like the FBI knew Jan had been kidnapped when the parents didn't even want to believe it. And, like, yeah, everything like, like that. The parents were just, like, in disbelief that this guy that they both, like, hugged and tugged uh, would do a thing like this. If we're being honest, like, which is disgusting. Pretty yeah, which much. Is insane. And, and neither, like, the investigator. Of course, neither of them know that it's happening with each other. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, like, the investigator, like, was in abducted in plain sight and, like, called the parents naive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that is a very mild way of putting it. We'll get, we'll, I feel like we'll sound off on them later. Say, I was going to say, I would call it irresponsible. I mean, for reckless, sure. But yeah. Sure. Naive. We'll go with that. Yeah. So they found B's car with blood on the window, and it had been broken out from the inside, abandoned by Rock State Park. The keys were inside the vehicle, so basically B staged a kidnapping so he could cover it later. Uh, this is, I guess, I guess Sherry Papini watched this fucking documentary. <laughs> Yo! Uh, <laughs> I mean, that girl. Soon it turned into a full-on nationwide search. The parents were admittedly broken up about this. One of Jan's sisters recalled seeing the dad on Jan's bed sobbing. I would fucking hope. Yeah. Show some fucking tears. Eventually, B's brother helped the FBI and told Pete Welsh, the investigator, that he was a pedophile. How is this just common? Like, how is this just knowledge that the... the I mean, the brother like, was oh. like, yeah, I always knew Bob was a pedophile. Like, he molested their sister. I, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. It's crazy it that really, the brother yeah, had really to step in. Is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so in the Broberg's defense, even the FBI investigators at the time were like, huh, pedophile? Uh, since the prevailing narrative of, like, all of this situation was strange or danger and everything like that. But, I mean, come on, people. I mean, yeah, they. I guess they didn't know what pedophiles were, which is weird because we grew up and I, you just grow up knowing that pedophiles are after you. Like, <laughs> Oh, exactly. I don't even know. It's just, it's, it's hard to wrap my head around them, like, not knowing what that is. But, um I guess at the time it was like sort of an emerging concept. Exactly, yeah. So what happened is that B took Jan to Mexico. <laughs> cross borders. Insane. He drugged her and had taken her to a motor home he apparently had there. Okay. She woke up restrained but could hear voices coming through a speaker. And the voices, this is when it got really fucking crazy too. The voice, yeah. I mean, all of it is. The voices told her they were Zeta and Zethra. So this was like 30 minutes in and I had to rewind. I remember being like, I switched to sci-fi. Um, <laughs> Zeta and Zethra, and that they were aliens, and so was Jan. They said that, they, these voices told her that Jan's mom was her biological mom, but her biological dad was an alien, and they told her this, they gave her this mission to have a child with a man, and they had chosen. Obviously, that man was B. They also told her that her sister would replace her if she didn't go through with the mission, quote unquote. On top of that, too, these voices said that Jan's sister uh, would be like uh, blinded and her dad would be killed. Yeah, if she didn't do the mission. So like really kind of threatening her, like they just kept on making threatening things about her family and she's an alien and like all that stuff. They were gone for weeks on end. And in this time, Bob got married to Jan because the age of consent then in Mexico was 12? Yeah. I like Mexico. What are you what are you doing? I hope that that I hope that's been fixed. I that's hope, not okay. I hope that it, yes, I, I hope so too. <laughs> yes. 
So when they got back, Gail basically told the Birch Tolds that if they wanted to press charges against B, she, she was going to, like, all their dirty laundry was going to come out, like the affairs and whatnot. And so they ended up signing an affidavit saying that uh, Bob probably thought he had their permission to take Jan to Mexico. And it was like all a big misunderstanding. Nuts. Oh, my God. Now, then this is. That's hard. That's like infuriating. Now it gets even worse because now then they continue to let Bob spend time with Jan alone while she was sleeping because he said it was part of his therapy. You know he's still dicking him down with this. Like, what the fuck is I this? Like, can't believe it. I, I mean, not shockingly, he... What? Yeah. Because I'm like, when does it come? I guess you... Is is there a term for, like, aiding and abetting a pedophile? Because I really think that is that? that is this, because it's just, like... It's really hard for me to believe that, like, people can be that simple. Honestly, and, like, naive. Like, it's hard. Do you know what I mean? But they... I mean, they were saying at this... And also, part of Bob's therapy, you're... Yeah. What about, what about her? I know. What about her therapy? I know. And they were, like, saying at this time, like, they still, I think even after, like, the second kidnapping, they still didn't think that it was anything sexual, which is just, like, oh, how, God. like, naive are you guys? Like, I don't understand. Like, if it's not sexual, what did you think was going on, you know? That. And he married He married her, her facts. And even after the brother like, was like, yeah, this man, like, loves, like, children. Not in a cool way. way. Like, I don't... How do you... I don't even know. So, uh... So, uh, Bob starts sleeping in Jan's bed four times a week for six months! Six fucking months. (coughs) Um, Oh, my God. And so... I... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was crazy. But, okay, eventually, um, Bob did get arrested on kidnapping charges as a result of, like... Him taking Jan to Mexico. I also forgot to say that the reason they found them was because, like, the FBI got involved and they traced one of his calls. They found them there. But so Bob was arresting on kidnapping charges. Because it wasn't a weekend, so the FBI yeah. was working. Um, yeah. The Brobergs, like, refused to testify, so the charges were dismissed. And so then Bob moved to Utah. Because of all that Yeah, and the laundry. affidavits and whatnot. Yeah. So then Bob moved to Utah, but Gail stayed back, and Bob would come back regularly. And Bob and Jan, at the at this point, like, I mean, she's groomed, like, Stockholm Syndrome, whatever. She is, you know, now I think it's gone from, like, a fatherly love to, like, a romantic love. So they're writing each other love letters. And Jan literally told her mom she loved B and wanted to marry him. Meanwhile, B was saying the same shit to Marianne. It's two-timing psycho. Uh, who? Gross. Four times. So like, gross. Tr- so... She, uh, Marianne agrees to, uh, go meet Bob at his mobile home. Always a mobile home. Where he tried to convince her to leave her Uh, husband. mm -hmm. And this is the wild part, too. They, they then slept together. That's not the wild part. That's kind of expected. But B told Bob about it. And they had an affair for eight months. And the mom calls it an exciting time for me in the dock. That was exciting. You were sleeping with, like, your daughter's abuser. Like, and also... Even if you disgustingly think that, why are you saying it? Exactly. Like, keep that thought in your head. Um, And also, he was also, like, meeting up with Jan for sex as well. And so then finally, I guess Marianne decided to go to an attorney because B was trying to pressure her to end the marriage, which is like, you can't do anything, sir. You have no grounds. Um, No. 
Yeah. So 20 months after the first kidnapping, uh, Bob Birchhold pled guilty. He got a plea deal. The judge gave him five years, but he actually served 45 days, which, like, I can't even believe. Perfect. Like, what? Is this Felicity Huffman? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And then after that, B moved to, like, Jackson Hole and bought, I think, like, an amusement park or something. I don't understand the 70s. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> How do you buy an amusement I park? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't an amusement park. But I, I kind of forgot. I didn't feel like rewinding. Um, <laughs> but Jan begged her parents to let her work there for the summer. Oh, Jan. Okay, to their credit, they were like, absolutely fucking not. Are you serious? Like, no. But she kind of threatened to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So eventually they got her on a flight and she stayed there for two weeks. Like, that's a point where I kind of feel for them because... They're trying to do the right thing, and she's basically saying, like, I'm going to run away if you don't if let me. So, like... Well, this is what happens when you let the person who kidnapped your kid once sleep in bed with crazy. her for six months for crazy. His therapy. So, yeah, parents. Oh, you're, we- you're confused now, parents? Yeah. Yeah. So, like we said, abductions in plain sight. There was a second Nuts. kidnapping... In August 1976, Jan is kidnapped again. She, like, sort of ran away. She left a note that said she was running away, but her family thought it really wasn't written in Jan's voice. B called the Brobergs and claimed he didn't know where Jan was. In reality, though, the two of them... Why would you believe him? Like, why? He was really playing them. Like, he would check in regularly and be like, have you heard from her? Oh, my... Like, truly... Fuck it. And, like, these... People just so naive about it. All. I don't even know if naive is a word. Yeah. They were gone for a very long time this time, like over 100 days. So, so long. That's like three plus months, four months or so. And when they came back, B was facing multiple kidnapping charges, but claimed he had a mental defect. So he ended up doing less than six months in a mental institution. And this time, Jan finally came forward with all of the sexual abuse that went on between them. And on top of that, too, six other women came forward and said that B abused them. Yeah. So I don't know if like this was like at the same time the, or if it was kind of after she came out with her book and everything. But later, still. When people were like, oh, yeah, I've, I, this person is a fucking yeah. disgusting human being. In 1986, he was found guilty of child rape and spent one year in jail. That's it? That's a, that's a one-year I mean, literally, I feel like every serial killer would, we cover, too, is like, Oh, yeah, they murdered this person in plain sight, uh, spent two years in prison. Yeah, and they're gone on good behavior. I'm like... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What good behavior? Yeah. Jan went on to write a book, Stolen Innocence, and went on to tour and talk about it to warn people about abusers and everything like that. She should have warned them about bad parents, too. I'm sorry. I'm on the tour. I mean, that's the the fucking part two of this book, like, parents. (laughs) Be parents. (laughs) Or like, are you equipped to be a parent? If you would do this, get a vasectomy. So Yikes. there is that. So yeah, but he would follow them on tour and like accost them and deny the allegations, even though now at this point there's like seven yeah. plus allegations against him. And he molested his own sister Later, and his brother knows. And the FBI knows that. Fucking gross. And everybody knows and he was in jail and yeah. Later, he got into an altercation with bikers against Shouts out. Talk about some fuckers. <laughs> you would not want to cross. That reminds me, what is that other, oh, there's another bike, there was like a documentary about them, like the bikers who like, for like animal abuse or something like that, they're against. Oh, I love that. I know, and it's really, they're, bikers, 
Bikers got your back sometimes, y'all. Right? Um, so, but Bikers Against Child Abuse and was facing a few charges, simple assault, criminal trespassing, and disorderly conduct. Uh, he did ultimately die by suicide in November 2005 before he was supposed to be sentenced for those because he didn't want to spend time in prison. I'm like, okay, you never even spent that long in prison. A year? Yeah. Like, whatever, man. I mean, the world is better off, but I'm like, you have, I don't know, I'm like, that's such a low tolerance. He barely spent time there. Such a low tolerance. But maybe he knew he would just get, like. I forgot how much this. What? Oh, I I was going to say, he knew he would just constantly get, like, in and out of jail and, like, also everything like that, I guess. Yeah. And also. Or, like, he knew that he would get beat up in prison because he's, like, a child rapist. Yeah, and now he's fucking with the bikers who probably know people who can do that more. Oh, that's true. That's true. But, I mean. I, like, also forgot that. This um, case just enrages me so much on every single angle. Like, not only him, but then the parents, and then every other delay and everything like that. It really is so infuriating. And I like the fact that, like, Jan can, like, stand and, like, do... I'm like, it's impressive. Well, that's what I, like, didn't love either was that, like, you know, she writes the book and she's... I think her mom helped a lot and she's, like, going on tour with the mom and stuff and... I don't know. I'm like better you than me, but and I don't. I don't really know how they, as a family, got past it. Mm-mm. But it's it's great that they did. But uh, you that's, know, I have questions. That's the thing. I feel like you obviously don't know until you're in their shoes. But in my yeah. slippers, because we're filming this from home, I don't know. If <laughs> I, I, the, 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 uh, I don't think. I don't know if I could um, have a family dinner in that situation. Yeah, she she really never seemed to begrudge her parents at all. No. Like she really never seemed to blame them for it. Um, and I mean, look, like obviously Bob is the is the person who the most blame rests on. 100%, obviously, 100%, but yeah, but oh, yeah. oh my god, it's just wild. But I mean, did how how far did you get in the series? I got two episodes, so you got three. So really, yeah, I think that my take. Especially, like, I was literally just going back and forth, like, 30 minutes of talking to a plain sight, like, one episode. Oh, my God. Okay, and two screens. I, I know. I don't know if I recommend that. Yeah, <laughs> dual monitors. <laughs> but um, it, I, I definitely thought that in the, in the new series on Peacock, they're trying to paint the parents in a better light because they kind of take pains to make them appear more resistant to the grooming and appear more worried and involved in the kidnapping yeah. whereas like in the show i mean and maybe you know maybe they don't interview well and like you know maybe like maybe parts were cut and, article and well, the things that were yeah. cut because <laughs> yeah but like you know i don't know like it's just like okay like for one instance in the show like the brobergs go over to gail when they're worried that jan's not home but in the doc they said actually it was gail who went over to their house because she was worried i'm like that's right. your kid and like just yeah just like other other stuff like that where they just they just seem a lot more worried and involved and like on and like concerned with calling the FBI than they kind of like admitted to be in the series because they waited so yeah they waited so long in reality versus in the series they were like very hands-on parents which I'm sure they were apart but didn't really seem it and also like in the series yeah. they kept on like I guess it's obviously character building but like to make V like he would just like stare into the distance and look at a gun under the couch and I'm like what is what? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do get why they had to do that, though, because I think, like, there's no way that you could kind of portray it as it's stated in the documentary yeah. and not, and, like, have people believe it, honestly. I gotta say, that Jake... It, it seems, late, like, way too hard to believe. That's the hard, that's the thing, too. It really is an unbeliever. You're like, but the... Because it, it also, the unbelievability <clears throat> always comes back to, in my opinion, Jan's parents. So, like, I feel like they really need to, like play into that so much but they don't really like you said dance around that but Jake Lacey I think that's his name is who plays B really oh hell yeah he's like pivoting into like being yes Shane from White Lotus yes and then also um the kinder like the teacher from girls oh my god yeah so I will say like he he went and like obvious child he went from like dorky guy to like I know creepy. creepy I will say also like so Jan tweeted this was like in sort of the aftermath of abducted in plain sight she tweeted Uh, to defend her parents, and she said, manipulation and grooming are not understood by so many. It happened to my whole family. This man was a master, and my parents saved my life. They're the bravest people I know, willing to try to help the rest of you see what they didn't. That's the only reason we told our story. And I do do get that. Like, I think that um, this story is really, like, like a true sort of textbook warning example of grooming and like what it can look like. And he really kind of groomed their entire family, which is like kind of just, I don't even know, like stunning in, in a bad way, you know? Um, so it's, it's hard to come at them so much, but I, it, I feel like as, as, as people in 2022, yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> It reads, yeah, it, 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 it is interesting. I mean, I guess the main thing, I'm just glad that Jan is involved in this so she could at least sign totally. up Totally, things. Who knows? Yeah, but. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like give it a watch if you, I, if it's been a while since you watched Abducted in Plain Sight, um, if you haven't seen it and you want like some rage bait of a show, I think it'll make you feel things. Oh, you will feel yes, the thing. yes, yes. But yeah, let us know if you guys watched uh, this and what your thoughts are on it. And also, I'm kind of just curious as an overall, especially because if you're listening to this, you obviously are a fan of true crime documentaries and things like that. At its core, do you like these um, scripted retellings of them? Or do you kind of feel like these stories operate best uh, at a documentary standpoint, if you're interested in talking about that, let us know in the Facebook group, not in the True Crime group. And also, if there's other cases that you're like, guys, this could be really, really good to cover because we're like, we're, we're kind of just like, there's so much like new ones that pop around. And I feel like, I don't know, Sarah, about you, but like sometimes I feel like I'm missing the doc that everybody's talking about. Oh, yeah, so me keep too. Keep us posted on those as well. Yeah. Me too. And I like a documentary. I mean, I'd rather but, watch that than the fictionalized one because I like the facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I, but you know, whatever. I'll do both. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to I'll see. Take, oh, we'll take any and all content. Yes, we will. It's getting cold out. I just want to be on my couch watching things. So yeah. It's so true. <laughs> and you can also DM us at Not Another True Crime on Instagram. And also, you know, while you're there, well, no, it's a separate app. But, you know, open up your little podcast app. Give us five stars. We super appreciate it. Um, it really does help oh, us a lot. It, it really helps so much. I know. And I know, like, when you listen to podcasts, you're like, does that really help? It really does. It does. It's like, it is insane how much it does help. So I would really appreciate any and all extra little five stars that you guys can come at you. Yeah. And if you want. And I mean, you don't even, if you do that, yeah. You don't even have to follow us on Instagram after you do that. But if you want to, you can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. You can follow me at Sarah Lameem. 
And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send all of your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.